Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. All right, we're back for another week, episode 67, right? Yeah. All right, man. Damn, we are getting up there. About almost damn near 70 episodes, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. All right, uh, let's start it off I, I, with a topic that everyone is well aware about. Um, the earthquake that happened the other day. Um, one was on July on the 4th of July. No, was it on the 4th of July or the day before? I don't know. There was two of them. Yeah. Yeah, there was two different ones. There was one the other day that was on Friday. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. It was a 7.1, uh, uh, recorded earthquake. And the people out in Ridgecrest got fucked up by it, man. It was like, there was rocks coming in the road. There was no injuries really reported, which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a significant shake. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people got shook up by it. Like nobody is used to it. Um, a lot of people, I know some people in the Ridgecrest, not like real close to them, but they had to literally evacuate. They, they left. Mm -hmm. They went to Las Vegas because their apartment got fucked up on the inside. So they had to Vegas. They went to Vegas to get away because the, the center of it was near Ridgecrest. Oh yeah, man. I'm going to hit Vegas too. I don't know if you might need to go to New York or something if you really want to. Yeah. It shit hit Mexico too. Mexico? Hit Mexico. Dang. Shit. That's a long man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why Donald Trump's wall won't work. That motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker fall down. <laughs> I'm gonna build a strong wall. It's an earthquake wall. Earthquake wall. Wouldn't that be funny? If all of a sudden uh uh he tried to put the wall up, everybody be like, Yeah, build a wall. They build a wall and an earthquake come and knock that motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dang. All right. What do you remember about the quake, man? Uh, I think the, the one of the first things that came to my mind is like uh, our education system failed us because we took like every, at least in elementary school, um, we had all kind of earthquake drills and stuff like that. And then I noticed like around the house when the earthquake actually happened, we didn't utilize any of that information we learned right. in school. Right. We was just kind of sitting there like, dang, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you know, it was crazy. Like the, the generational uh, gaps. And I bet you like some of our grandparents or our parents, um, when the earthquake happened, they say, hey, get underneath the table or, you know, get in the doorway. But then pretty much most of us was just the first instinct people have was to get on their phone and be like, yo, it's an earthquake. Yeah. No yeah. shit, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first first one was I was a little bit confused because it wasn't big enough to where um, it was it was weird because I was like halfway asleep. I think I had well, just woke up from a nap or something like that. Hmm. And then when I when I kind of woke up, I was like it was shaking, and then I was looking around like, am I tr like am I tripping or is this real? Or is like is this part of my dream or what's going on? And oh, then wow. uh, is this afterwards? I was is like, this sexual? <laughs> somebody rocking the boat, working it out. <laughs> somebody working the middle. <laughs> oh, dang. But um, but yeah, it, it was it was a look. It was just confusing because the second one that came around, it was like, okay, this is a legit earthquake. The first one was like, it was a little bit of a shake, 
But also, like, I live upstairs in an apartment, so mm. sometimes just people walking by can, mm. like, or somebody slamming the door next door to you, it kind of right. shakes the apartment. Or if somebody runs um, across the way on the stairs, it shakes. So right. I was like, oh, maybe somebody's running by. Or even, like, a helicopter will shake the whole um, apartment sometimes. So I thought it was something like that. Then I was like, oh, snap, was that a real earthquake? Like, I didn't know for sure at first, so I, like, I hit right. the social media to see what was up. Then multiple people text me, like, in different cities. That's when I was like, oh, this is real. Yeah. Um, but the second one was like, oh, this is like... The second one lasted way longer. So, and then it was a couple back to back. And I was just like, dang, man, this this could get ugly. Like, yeah. what are we, we going to do? Like, we don't really have much safety. Like, you can yeah. run and get under the table, but... Yeah. The thing about earthquakes is there's nothing you could do about it. Literally. Yeah. You cannot pray. You cannot pray an earthquake away. You cannot. You cannot. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Like this is Mother Nature. You just gonna have to take that quake. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's shit. We think we we freaked out on the seven point one. Imagine if that shit was a ten point oh. Because mm-hmm. that man, that shit is this shit is real. It's people that go through things like this regularly. Um. But I'm going to tell you what I love about earthquakes, right? I know this sounds kind of crazy to love earthquakes. Mm-hmm. But what I love about them is in that moment, in that 30 seconds or whatever time that uh, elapses during the earthquake, that all everything does not matter. Like, we are just all having a collective experience. Like, all the, the, the politics, the racism, the black, white, Mexican, build the wall, all this shit. None of that shit matter because everybody was going through the same experience at one time. And that moment, everything got thrown out the motherfucking window. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was just the same going through the same experience. And I'll tell you something. Mother Nature is so powerful that it could make us forget about everything for that 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whoever you hate it or don't like or politically disagree with, that does not matter when a motherfucking earthquake is shaking the world like yeah <laughs> that shit don't matter no more man i don't nobody care if you a conservative i ain't never heard of a conservative earthquake mm-hmm. a liberal earthquake yeah <laughs> that shit is just an earthquake that's real yeah man yeah everybody and and here's the thing too i was thinking about you don't know like Nobody knows how it feels to be a black man. I don't know how it feels to be a woman or Latina or Latino or whatever, but we all know how it feels to be in the middle of an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us knows how it feels to be uncertain, to be um, confused, to uh, not know what the fuck is going on. And that's how everyone felt. And the number one thing is, most people know how it feels to be unprepared, and I'm gonna get more into that here in a minute. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Mother Nature or just the Earth has a way of like making us feel minute, right? Like you could you could think you're all high and mighty. You can think right. you have a good job. You can think you're um, doing things in the world. You're successful and you're making a lot of money, whatever it is. But as soon as like mother nature just, uh, rears this ugly head, um, it can make you feel like, you know, just absolute, like, like nothing, Nothing. zero, not a zilch, you know? And 
It's just crazy to think about that. Like, all this stuff could be gone. You could have a two-story house. It could just be knocked over. Right. Fall right on your fancy car or mm-hmm. whatever it is. That's, how, that's why a lot of people preach about materialism not meaning much. Right. Because, you know, all this stuff could be gone pretty yeah. quickly, especially, in, you know, anywhere in the world, really, like, you know, if you're on the West Coast, we got earthquakes. If you're, if you're, you know, in the Midwest, you got, you know, you could get tornadoes. And, you know, if you're in the South, Southeast, you got, you know, tsunamis and all kind of other stuff that could, hurricanes and all kind of stuff. So right. it's just like, you know, we're all just, just little itty bitty human beings. Itty bitty ass niggas. No, <laughs> <laughs> no man. Uh, to put, to, uh, to. Uh, piggyback on that um a powerful thing that i've seen when we look at professional athletes we think like of this superior athleticism and you know home run hitters and slam dunkers and you know quarterbacks and this we think of this superior being when we think of athletes right now i've seen a clip of a dodger game and of an nba summer league game at the dodger game the earthquake happened and at that moment everybody was like what the fuck is going the athletes was on the Feel looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, everybody was in the stand scared. So everybody was on the same page. I think that's something. I think that was the most captivating thing to see is everyone on the same page. Like, even though, you know, throughout our everyday life, you know, we have these disagreements with each other and shit or people thinking they're more superior than others or whatever the case. When that motherfucking earthquake hit, everybody was just in a state of shock but this is what i what i thought about more than anything too this earthquake proved how much people are not ready for natural disasters yeah (laughs) walmart and and other stores ran out of water right but you know what that proved to me keith that Mm. people just don't drink enough water yeah i guess (laughs) well they didn't buy it to drink it right now yes and no Yes and no, man. They brought it in case of an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't think people drink that much water, man. I don't think that was... I don't think... I can't draw that conclusion from them running out of water. I can't, man. I got to find the stats. Anybody listening to this, find the stats of how many people actually drink around a gallon of water a a day. I don't think it's a lot, but I'm just saying... I guess it's true what you're saying as far as like people don't drink water, but I'm just saying the reason they ran out is because people bought a lot for emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. They ran out of hot Cheetos too. (laughs) (laughs) People was like, it's the end of the world. I need my hot Cheetos. (laughs) (laughs) Some niggas will have a crazy survival package. Oh my God. It'd be like, uh, Sam's club water, um, hot Cheetos and a pack of Trojans. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to be eating hot Cheetos and fucking hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the other day, I was driving down the street. Uh, they were doing, like, construction on the street that I live on. Uh-huh. And um, there was this girl. She had to be, like, home. I don't know if she was homeless or if she was on drugs or uh-huh. I don't know what the case was. Uh-huh. But she had a crazy body. Like, she what? had this, like, little skirt on. And like half of her booty was like pretty much out, and I was just like, "Ugh!" Like she looked disgusting, but at the same time, I'll probably hit her from the back. Oh, <laughs> you, you be hitting it from the back. She's like, "You like that garbage? Huh? <laughs> you like that garbage?" 
I wonder like what people got. The funniest shit I've seen is is this my my old teammate. Uh, Mm -hmm. He posted a picture of him with like a bunch of water in his house. And he Mm -hmm. had like two cans of fucking raviolis and some other shit. And I commented. I was like, nigga, you really got two cans of SpaghettiOs? (laughs) You got a whole family with two cans of SpaghettiOs? Yeah, what you gonna do with that? Hey, I, I wonder how many people is like, man, we gotta go, we gotta stock up on some blunts, man. <laughs> I know a lot of people. People probably buying hella weed and hella blunts. Like, man, we gotta smoke, man. Yeah, I don't think those guys are planning for the future. They they finna just get, they finna <laughs> buy about 10 pounds of edibles. <laughs> High as fuck. Earth, and then the earthquake just swallow up all the weed. <laughs> That was crazy. It's a trip, though. I seen like big gashes in the ground. I was like in streets, like in separated and stuff. All yeah, kind of crazy that stuff. happened out in Trona. It was near Ridgecrest. That shit yeah. was fucked up. You know what? You know what's weird about that is I delivered fuel out in Trona, which is past Ridgecrest off one seventy eight, mm-hmm. and uh, I drove on that very road. I drove a fuel tanker out there, and that same road had a fucking crack in it. Can you imagine if I'm hauling fuel and the road just opens up? Oh my God, that'd be fucked up. And see, and I'd be, I don't know if I would survive that because I'm not Dwayne Rock Johnson. So I don't know how the fuck <laughs> to get out of that shit. Yeah. He, The Rock tweeted about Bakersfield. What did he say? He was just saying, like, you know, prayers to everyone out there. I heard it was a pretty big quake. I, you know, I look, <clears throat> I genuinely like that dude, man. Dwayne Johnson, you could just, I don't know. I don't know if he's just one of those guys that are just extremely humble. Mm-hmm. But you, he just gives off this good energy when he's on set. Like he was walking around, he's like, "Hey, Brad." And he's like, "Hey, man!" Like everybody's yeah, he like, knew people. He knew people's names. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knew people's names, and he respected people. Mm-hmm. And there was like, "Hey, man!" And it, and it was like some girl that was like had like a I don't know. She looked like she was just helping out the crew. And he's like, yeah. "Hey, Chelsea." He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Dang. So for you to be that big and do that, you know. But you know, uh, I do disagree with movies like Hobbs and Shaw. I don't, I don't know. If uh, <laughs> that's funny. Somebody, at, I was talking to one of my friends, and they were like, "Do you think The Rock has any classic movies?" And um, I was like, "He's an action movie star, right. so he's not going to have the highest quality movies." Right. You know, a lot of those movies are made made to make a bunch of money overseas and right. you know, do pretty good in the box office. So they're not really concerned about the actual storyline of it. True. Um, but he did have some, like I told him, I listed off um, I, like Gridiron Gang. That's what, like, that's that a, wasn't a bad movie. That was a pretty good, good movie. Pretty good movie. Um, what other one did I see? Uh, some of the stuff he had, I would have to look at the text, but some of the stuff he had like, like Be Cool, like some of those roles where he was playing like the funnier stuff. Um, was funny. I think the show Ballers is really good. Yeah, it's not really a movie, but um, that's really good. It just kind of shows his, vers- his versatility a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. I think honestly, like, um, if he wasn't uh, like a like a such a huge action star, if he didn't yeah. have like a wrestling background, if he wasn't so physically um, fit, stuff like that, um, he could do a lot of that more funnier stuff or stuff where like the with a lighter tone. But you know, I think the Hollywood sees them sees them as one way, right? So you know you kind of get stuck in that stuck in right. that cycle. What do you think about that? 
about. I mean, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> Can you smell it? <laughs> Remember that song he had? Uh, yeah, 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 he's rapping and whatnot. Yeah. Can you smell it? Yeah. Wow. What the rock? Yeah. <laughs> I had to get you, man. I was like, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, people get pissed off when you keep doing that, though. I think uh, back when I was in high school, <laughs> I had a dude that kept doing it to a substitute teacher. Yeah. He's like, will you stop doing that, please? <laughs> <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm trying to find this list of movies real quick, just because I want to uh, get your uh, get your opinion on it. Uh, I think, honestly, like you mentioned, it's not meant to have a classic role. Now, when you think of another action star, you think of somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had to be one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah. Uh, Arnold, uh, Sylvester Stallone, guys like that. And they all had the same type of movies. Yeah. Rocky is almost the same as like a Fast and Furious or a Hobbs and Shaw. Ain't no real big difference between them. Yeah. They made a little bit too much Rocky movies. You know, I loved Rocky. Don't get me wrong. I loved them. I felt like they're a classic, but at the same time, it's like they just got a little bit long in the tooth. <laughs> um, uh, then he was in Rambo. It was a couple of those. Um, then you had uh, Arnold, who was in Terminator. Um, that was a pretty cool series. Yeah. But that last one, the last one he had made, it was just like, nah. Like, I don't know about Ooh, that. Arnold's- yeah, that last Terminator he was in. Oh. With the robot chick. I didn't see that one. Uh, you know, th- I think the f- the most hilarious thing about it, he's the only motherfucker to get away with being a robot with an accent. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, this, this, uh, he hasn't uh, he uh, hasn't <laughs> fixed his accent yet. No, yeah. <laughs> like, put your hands behind your back right now. <laughs> I think that's, uh, I don't know if it's a new thing, but b- because there's so many people coming from England and all over, like Australia, and they're coming to Hollywood and right. being like legit actors. Yeah, I think this is more of a new age thing. Like I don't even know if he would be able to survive in this climate because no. you have to have a legit like you have to have American right accent. Right, some of these guys fuck me up. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like uh, Idris uh, Idris Elba. Like when I first yeah. heard him speak, he's like, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. what the fuck is it? What's going on? Yeah, him and it's a cu- it's a couple other ones. A dude from um um motherfucking um oh man it's it's the motorcycle show the motorcycle, motorcycle show on netflix uh, uh, oh sons of anarchy sons of anarchy his mm-hmm. name is charlie hunnam or something like that yeah i heard him speaking i was like what the hell mm-hmm. i thought this was jacks man yeah 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 well, he's from england too right yeah Which, man yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty tri- that's a trip dude yeah and this all this all came from the earthquake we were talking about earlier um, yeah. <laughs> yeah man uh it seems like everybody's okay uh-huh. um I, I would strongly suggest that everyone take the earthquakes a little more seriously though yeah i think that something like an earthquake can also make you ask questions about yourself um are you ready for this are mm-hmm. you financially ready for this if yeah. something i bet you a lot of people were scared because when the earthquake hit they had five dollars in their bank account yeah so they was like fuck what am know? i gonna do what am i gonna do i can't buy gatorade with this shit yeah you know so um <clears throat> yeah i i think that that earthquake also represented the um uh i won't say complacency but uh the uh pr- procrastination like we just act like everything's okay we'll get to it later oh we'll get yeah. to it later we get to you seen what i had by my refrigerator right there i had that before I had that before the earthquake happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a, over 80 bottles of fluid already. Yeah. You know, my truck was filled with, with gas. My car is filled with gas. 
I'm ready to go. If yeah. I and if I had to get cash, I could do that. Granted, I have not always had my you know shit together. I ain't make it like I got it all now. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I am much well more prepared now uh, than I was years ago. Because years yeah. ago, I'd have been like, "Fuck." Yeah, we know what to do. Yeah, let me get these cans of beans in there. Mm-hmm. Let me get some of these fucking noodles. Mm-hmm. I'd have been eating chicken ramen noodles and shit. Yeah, yeah. Why do they flavor ramen noodles? That's not real flavoring. I mean, you don't just want to be. You don't want to <laughs> eat no plain ramen noodles. <laughs> I mean, they need to stop trying to trick poor people though. Yeah, like chicken, shrimp. Like this tastes nothing like shrimp. Yeah, it's like shrimp. But oh, oh, here's a funny one. Just think about this, folks. Has any have any of you guys ever had the cup of noodles that had the actual meat in it, like either chicken or shrimp? Oh, uh, did it have sh- chicken in there? I thought I know the shrimp one. They had to like yeah. the dried out shrimp. Back in the day, they had chicken. I don't know if they got it now, but they got dried out shrimp, and it's little as fuck. It had little pieces of chicken in there. I think so. No, it ain't never had no chicken in there. I know it had the shrimp, the little dehydrated shrimp. Yeah, but the shrimp, shrimp are so fucked up. Yeah, they like (laughs) you put hot water on them and they barely open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mud is like <laughs> shrimp. Be looking like it got anxiety and shit. Anorexic, sh- anorexic <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> Fucking Percocet shrimp and shit. <laughs> Perca shrimp. <laughs> Molly Perca shrimp. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Uh, we got went way off the scales here, mm-hmm. but look, man. Anybody that's listening to this. We will have another earthquake. It's inevitable. It's Mother Nature. Just try to be more well prepared. Um, have a plan. If your cell phones go off or your cell coverage goes off, have a meet place where you guys can all meet each other um, and things like that. Just try to be more cognizant of, of you know, what you'll need to do in a moment of crisis. Yeah. I, I think we rely so much on our phones. That'd be crazy just to. Right think how people will get around or be able to communicate without cell phones. They they did say one thing they said that I uh, listened to on the news. They said once those type of emergency happen, don't like everyone shouldn't rush to text people, call people on their phones. Yeah. They said try to use your internet like your social medias mm. um, for, I guess, the, whatever reason, that's a more efficient way. Too much know, traffic. Kind of clog, yeah, clogs up the, the telephone lines, I guess so. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. It, it said stop using your phones to call people. Like, mm-hmm. I was getting calls from people, but I, I'd rather, you know, get a text or something. Yeah. Or I went through to social media. So that's the thing. That's the kind of the good thing about social media. Everybody has, you know, hey, this happened. This yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That kind of helps. Yeah. And um, people actually hit me up. So it was asking if I was okay. So right. it makes you feel special. Right. I, it felt like it was Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's the only time motherfuckers check on you. Yeah. You, get, you ever get a bunch of text messages from people and it'd be like a phone number with no name? And you're like, who the fuck is te- texting me Merry Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> you do, Whoever this is, you don't text me. I just text them back Merry Christmas. Yeah. That but, one person that you just don't ever text yeah. at all, but you hit them up on holidays. And then, and then you make a mistake and, and then they, no, then they text you back, hey, how you been? And I'm be like, oh, God damn. Oh, fuck. Now I got to figure out who the fuck this yeah. is. Yeah. And it'd be some girl you fucked like three years ago. Ah. Uh. <laughs> But she wasn't that attractive, so you lost her number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. It's like, oh, my God. How's everything going, Mary? <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm that was playing. funny. All right. Switching gears. Um, the, oh, the rock oh. movies that I found. Oh, go ahead. My bet. It was Jumanji oh. and Moana. 
Ah, those are the two classic ones. Not like classic, classic, but I was like, that's pretty solid. I say for Moana. Catalog. I say Moana. Take the Jumanji off. But Jumanji did good in the box office. I though. did good, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I they're making know. a part two. Like it's not a classic to me. Right, like it ain't up there. But yeah. as far as like his catalog, I think that's gonna be one where yeah. people look back. Moana's on. cool too. I think Moana, Moana is legit. Though. Sticks out more. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially if it's more about his uh, culture. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's pretty more. dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Um, the current landscape of sports news, and are we too crucial of professional athletes? Mm-hmm. Um, what me and Keith have been noticing recently is like uh, with the current landscape of you know sports journalism, we've noticed that a lot of these guys, the way they cover athletes, it's just I don't know. They they run with something and they kind of sensationalize this idea, like oh, uh, well this guy's doing this or this this da da da. You gave a great example earlier, Keith. Uh, go ahead and, and chime in on it. My example that I gave? Yeah, you said something about like the way that they cover the trades and whatnot. Oh, I was just talking. Well, so like Kawhi Leonard, um, he's going to the Clippers now. And what they did, uh, you know, they brought Paul George over. They traded Paul George to the to the Clippers for a bunch of first-round draft picks and stuff like that. So right. throughout the week, everyone knew that Kawhi Leonard was only going to three teams it was right. either going to be the lakers the clippers or go back to the raptors and throughout the week multiple people were coming on air it was like guys like i'm 95 percent sure that Kawhi leonard is going to go to the lakers i'm 99 percent sure uh Kawhi leonard is going to go to the raptors a source tells me that Kawhi leonard has made his decision and he's going to wait a couple days and like all this information was coming out and he shocked the world essentially like that's the reason it was such big news because he went he ended up going to the clippers and the clippers like everyone had completely wrote the clippers off um so this is the kind of sports news we're getting you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like it's always a source told me or it's always you know a reliable source or a person close to Kawhi leonard or it's like it's just yeah and it's it's not real it's not real news and these are people we're supposed to respect right you know these are piece people we 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 think are extremely knowledgeable they're around surrounded by these people we think you know this we think they're reliable sources but at the end of the day it's just a bunch of people trying to create hot takes. I think exactly. they honestly just be saying stuff just to get the YouTube clicks or Exactly. You know, to go viral sometimes. I don't think they actually care about the truth cuz there was a guy like um Woj Woj uh Woj Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. yeah, he's probably the most um prestigious i don't know what insider. the word would be yeah he's like an insider nba guy he he breaks a lot he actually broke the Kawhi leonard um in the paul george trade and he's a guy that he's pretty even kill like you won't get him he i don't i don't ever hear him saying any outlandish stuff like um you know he was he's been pretty even killed throughout the whole Kawhi leonard process he was always saying we don't know when we're gonna get a thing he was always saying we don't really know where he's going to go. He was always, you know, kind of in the middle of everything. And um, that's how most news people should be. Like, if right. you don't know, a guy like Kawhi Leonard doesn't talk much. His 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 team doesn't talk much. So, I mean, if news came out like that, I would respect it more. Right. 
But if you got a bunch of people on there just looking for hot takes, yeah. guy, a guy like Jalen Rose, like, yeah, I played for the Raptors. I know what's going on. He's he's going back to the Raptors. Come Nobody on, knew. Rose. And, like, the, the way that the news came out, um, it like, these people have to be feeling like idiots. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And first of all, only person that knew where he was going was Kawhi Leonard the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Kawhi no- Leonard and Paul George and the Raptors and the Clippers knew. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just crazy. I think that ESPN has adopted the same like business model, I guess you could say, as fucking TMZ. Because mm-hmm. sports journalism by today's standards is just like gossip. It's a lot of gossip. It's a lot of um, hot takes, as you mentioned. And mm-hmm. I-, I just think that you got too many guys that they'll get on there and just say these outlandish things, and then nobody's really holding them accountable for it. Yeah, but it's crazy how these sports journalists can say these extreme things about athletes. But then as soon as someone that's not on their network says anything, just like the whole of our ball and Molly Karam situation, yeah. like they were uber sensitive about that. But then you could say that, Oh, Kevin, Kevin Hart is just too mentally soft and he's this and he's that. And he just can't take the heat. So he had to leave. And this, this is like, you said Kevin Hart. I mean, I mean, Kevin, I mean, Kevin Durant. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Kevin, Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart would been listening like, Okay, look. Uh, okay. Um <laughs> Listen here, people. Um look here, people. Up. Uh, bam. All right. Um I was walking down the store, right? And um <laughs> No, but Kevin Durant, man. Uh Yeah, a lot of people were talking about him and yeah. about how, oh, you know, the situation happened with his injury and he, yeah. You know, Kevin Durant's too mentally soft to be here and do this. Yeah. And it's like they get away with shit like that. And it's just like they're they're um I don't know. They're a lot of them are kind of regurgitating the same ideals. Yep. And it's like, dude, just stop it. Like if you if you have if they had to report the game, they knew that their ratings would reflect that, you know, because people <clears throat> they're becoming a reflection of what social media is. Yeah. Social media is a bunch of like, you know how when you go to social media and scroll down, you see like drunk people fighting or uh, people half naked on social media. Like they're yeah. always looking to get your blood pressure up. Yeah. That's all they're doing. They're, they're, you know, uh, Woj does a good job of being neutral. If he feels like he doesn't have an opinion that's reliable enough, then he will remain neutral or just mm-hmm. not speak on it. And that's what you should do in everyday life. You shouldn't yeah. be yeah. saying things for the sake of saying them. One thing that I I despise, and I only understand it now because I'm older and I understand media. Right. I despise when sports analysts speak for players. Oh, God. They will say, Kevin Durant could have had, I don't know for sure, but Kevin Durant could have had a great relationship with all the Warriors. Right. But one argument, and then you have these sports analysts, and they come on air, and then they, they speak as if, they're talking for Kevin Durant. Right. So they're saying like Kevin Durant, you know, Kevin Durant hated such and such in, in the front office or Kevin Durant didn't get along with Steph. Like that's not a real thing. But right. This is like hypothetical stuff. Right, he didn't right, right. get along with Clay Thompson. He felt like Clay Thompson shot the ball too much. They had a whole running narrative about Russell Westbrook and how Kevin Durant didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. And then Stephen A. Smith only – Last week broke the news that Kevin Durant was actually going to go back to Oklahoma City 
but he changed his mind at the last minute and went to the Warriors. Oh, so for like three or four years, people have been bashing Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. That's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Russell right. Westbrook and saying. You did it again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was talking like an infant right now. But um, <laughs> they. <laughs> You're talking like Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, they bash Westbrook. Uh, I'm going to just call him Russell. They bash Russell. And, you know, this has been going on for two, three years and saying he was like the team killer and all this kind of stuff like that. And lo and behold, Kevin Durant was going to go back and play with him. And, you know, that's just how sick and twisted these sports analysts are. They're, they, they claim to be sports analysts or commentators, but they try to psychoanalyze every single move, even right. when they don't have legit information. Right. Kyrie Irving could be the best teammate in the world, but because the way he exited Boston or whatever, and the the way that the sports commentators are twisting these stories, and then they're saying they're not only saying it on first take, they're saying it on Sports Center, they're saying it on the Scott Van Pelt show, they're saying it on you know the morning Sports Center, the six o'clock Sports Center, they're saying it on PTI. So it happens like back to back to back to back to back. And they're just they just keep like you said regurgitating the same information, and it gets stuck in uh, it gets stuck in sports fans' heads. So when they run to social media, they're tweeting the same stuff, and it's like you know, so it just almost becomes a fact because you know you're hearing it so often. But it's just like for me, like now I understand it. Now I'm like, I don't like unless Kevin Durant say this, like it's not true. Right. And it, that's what happens with a lot of players, though. Once you get um, a lot of – there's some players that are so far removed from the game that they just start to become these regular sports analysts. Right. But there's some players like Steven Jackson, Katino Mobley. Right. Um, another – a couple other guys I can't think of right now. But these guys are fresh from the game, and they have personal relationships with players. Right, right, so right. So Steven Jackson would be like, I told y'all – Kawhi Leonard didn't know where he was going, and no one knew where he was going. So this is why I tell the fans that none of these sports analysts talk to players. They don't have no. any sources. No. So like, just wait and let things play out. Right. Stop being impatient. Stop so. being impatient. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, you know, another thing I do not like, uh, absolutely. I don't like it when these sports analysts get up there and they say, Kevin Durant will never. Kyrie will never. Yeah. So-and-so will never. How the fuck can you say what another grown man or professional athlete will never do? Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah. You don't. Your limitations on an athlete or a person means absolutely nothing. Exactly. And and it's it's annoying. Yeah. And you don't, you don't know, like, these players, like, I, we know athletes and we know how right. the the community of or like the internet or coaches or whomever talk about athletes and we know how that affects their psyche so like for me i i just stay away from it but um if you even want to use another example the whole narrative about kobe Bryant and Shaq um about you know basically they didn't get along and all kind of stuff it is kobe ran Shaq off and like all these narratives and then they sit down in front of each other right they have a conversation and he was like you know what kobe i'm sorry i was getting a little bit older anyways i asked the i asked the front office to trade me to miami right or they asked him you know to get you know whatever the case right. may be and it's like you hear from the fan i mean from the actual people involved yeah. in it 
And you're like, yo, I've been le- believing my whole life that, you know, they had this, yeah. you know, sort of, you know, disagreement. Yeah. And it's just like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Yeah, and it's it, just like, it, it took over 13 years to get the truth. Yeah. Because you, be- you ran with the narrative that, that ESPN fed people. They plastered this fucking lie mm-hmm. or this, this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 falsehood mm-hmm. <laughs> about mm-hmm. uh, these players when it's bullshit. What I like is a lot of these NBA players that are post NBA and they become almost like ambassadors for dudes outside the league. Like, yeah, like Gil- yeah. Gilbert Arenas is one of them. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I love his podcast. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Gilbert Arenas because he'll talk shit, but he'll put up numbers. Like, he says something, I guess he got kind of heated with, uh, with uh, Barkley. Because Barkley was talking about how Harden dribbled too much. I personally think Harden dribbles a lot. However, yeah. my opinion doesn't matter. I'm not. He's a professional athlete, one of the yeah. best players in the league. However, uh, he said, how the fuck Charles Barkley going to say that Harden dribbled too much when they made a new rule for this nigga? <laughs> he mm-hmm. said, Charles Barkley used to back people down from the three-point line and had a, have, him, have his back to the, to the court so much, they implemented a new rule so you couldn't do that. Yeah, but then you got the nerve to say that Harden dribbled too much. Like, have you forgot who you were? Mm-hmm. Have you forgotten that you know just because you became a part a part of that panel, you just forget that you was a player yeah. that dribbled more than Harden? Yeah, he's so removed from the game. Yeah, he it's and he ain't the only one. Like, uh, Barkley Barkley was the main one that did all that goddamn dribbling. Him and Malone used to do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, guys like Gilbert Arenas, I like a lot. Guys like Stephen Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Quinn Richardson, and um, Darius Miles. Um, uh, uh, Matt Barnes is another good one. Like these guys Ron that Ar- are Ron Artest comes. He doesn't go on, you know, these sports shows that often. But when he goes on, he's a guy that kind of yeah. always gives some right. solid perspective. True, you could get transparency from these guys. Is what I'm saying. They don't mm-hmm. got a network by the like. A network doesn't have them by the balls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like like Stephen A. Smith, look, look, with all due respect, he's a professional, what he does, whatever. But he gets caught up in all the hoopla and that's why Kevin Durant is not tough. He's not mentally tough enough to do Like, how the fuck are you going to say what somebody is or is not? People mm-hmm. grow, too. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been times where, you know, people uh, where Kevin Durant has basically show where, you know, he got mad at someone on the internet, but he's also a human being. Yeah. So, I mean, how much shit are you going to take somebody throwing at you before you're like, hey, motherfucker, I'm in the NBA. Yeah. You're some kid scratching their balls on the internet. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. That's more so, that's not really uh, uh, a knock on Kevin Durant. Right. It's more so just a personality thing. Exactly. Somebody like, um, just think about it in the game, for instance. There's people that get talked to talk trash to all the time in a game and they may i'm sure Kawhi probably doesn't but um, there may be like watch when he goes to a laker game and you know there's some laker fans there they'll probably say something crazy to him right um but he just you know he just kind of goes about his business but there are people that are just really um they just like engaging in altercations like that like kevin durant talks to everybody on the court if a fan is saying something crazy to him he gonna talk to the fan so that just translates to a social media. And if he sees something on there, he doesn't like. But like people say, like, he shouldn't do this. He should do this. But he still, he got two rings. Like, right. He's like, 
it hasn't affected him in any no. way. Like he's still a good basketball player. So yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a rare a rare feed. Yeah, rare guy. Um, with Kawhi Leonard too. What's crazy is is I'm hearing like I'm a diehard Laker fan, but I'm hearing a lot of Laker fans saying some crazy stuff about Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kawhi Leonard wasn't ready to be no Laker anyways. We don't need him. This and that. I'm thinking like first of all, let's be very clear here. Kawhi Leonard is arguably the best player in the NBA. I feel he is. He's yeah. definitely the best two-way player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Came to the, the Raptors and won a title the first year he got there. Uh, let's be clear here. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is an NBA champion. He does not need the Lakers. The Lakers need him. Okay, so he yeah. does not need to. Uh, he go wherever the fuck he wants. He yeah. might, he might, it might not be enough balls to go around on that team. Not, yeah. not, you know, because he got to <clears> play with um, Kuzma, LeBron, and AD. And he has to somehow insert himself within that offense. If he doesn't want to do that, he doesn't have to do that at all. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, I, to me, it wasn't a realistic thing. To me, the only reason I was – I wasn't mad, but I felt some kind of way about it. I just wish he made his decision sooner because, like, there was a lot of good free agents getting picked up. Right. And, um, you know, we were kind of playing the waiting, waiting game. It was To me, it felt like a long shot anyways. Right. Um, but you know, obviously I was getting swayed by the people's opinions, but at the same time, I was like, I just have to wait and see because, you know, a lot of these sports commentators are saying one thing It's literally one person will say something at 6am and then at 8am, a person will say the complete opposite thing. So it's one of the, it's one of those things. One other thing that bothers me, um, I shared the tweet with Eddie a while back, um, just recently, one of the, the, guys we know from bakersfield tyron wallace he got released when uh they got they acquired Kawhi leonard and then they traded for paul george so at first we thought he was cool because a trade came through it was like five five draft picks and two players the one of the players was the starting point guard and another one was one of the forwards on the team so tyron was um tyron was still technically on the team at that point and then, like, two hours later, he got waived. And, um, you know, which was a sad – it was, you know, unfortunate. Um, we, we're pretty sure he's going to land on the team, you know, where, where um, you know, got him in our prayers or whatever. But one thing that we, we're starting to see also is that the social media accounts for organizations are starting to act like people. Oh, my God. Which is so – you get, like, Wendy – like Wendy's accounts talking trash to people different like Burger King account like you know talking yeah. trash like um but what we seen was the it was like the Chicago Bulls NBC network account um it's a verified account yeah, Chicago Bulls one yeah and after Woj tweeted the information the the Bulls got a, uh, the Bulls account got on there and rep- and replied to Woj's tweet basically saying like like how this guy thought he was just going to practice and get a free, you know, get a uh, get a free ride to getting a championship ring or something, something to that effect. Yeah. And um, it's just trap. Like these are human beings. Yeah. That's what we as sports fans sometimes lose sight of. Right. Um, sports analysts lose sight of. Like this man is in the NBA. He's only in his second, you know, second season going into his third season. Um, his contract wasn't guaranteed, so in order to actually make money, he would have had to have played the whole season. So they're not thinking about a guy that has a family, has right. you know, 
has to support people, has to support his, you know, his mom, and you know, he got little other siblings and stuff like that. Like he's a breadwinner in his family. They're not even thinking about that. They're, yeah. you know, they're just going on there bashing people, someone. People you know. have replaced empathy with bad energy. Yeah. Um. The the first instinct, is, and when somebody gets waived or released from a team, the first thing they say is, "He trash. He ain't nobody. Or he this and that. He's just a body on the practice squad." Yeah. He's just, first of all, he's a professional athlete. Did you realize that the last player on the bench? That's in the NBA. It's one of the best players in the world. Uh, yeah. Literally one of the best players in the world. So when you tweet about Tyron Wallace and calling him a, a, a body on a practice squad or whatever, you do realize he was on an NBA roster and got to play a lot and started. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you, you got to realize that the people that are doing this, these are people who have never accomplished uh, much. You're a social media guy for You're the You're a social media guy. No one knows who you are. Yeah, <laughs> no one knows who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on, man. You, one, one thing we also have to realize, and um, which is unfortunate, is when you're, when you're doing something um, in the sports realm, in order to be competitive, you have to focus completely on the sport. Um. So what I'm trying to say is like outside of basketball, a lot of people don't, there's not much they can do, at least not much they can do that can pay them as much as playing basketball. Like, you know, there are obviously people with podcasts and stuff like that, but Patrick Beverly is not going to get $40 million from doing a podcast or he's not going to get $40 million from, I don't know, running some sort of charity or whatever the case may be. Like that's the, that's the thing that brings home the money for yeah, these guys. Exactly. Um, so when when they're not playing, when they when they get uh, fired or when they get waived or whatever the case, um, you got to realize like they these people don't have many other options right. that they can do to, especially when they have a certain lifestyle. You've built if you're making over a million dollars, a half a million dollars a year, you've built a certain lights lifestyle. So you know when 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 all that money gets you know. Uh, taken away from you essentially um you got to realize like you know this is a serious thing these are these are not like you know it's not like getting fired from mcdonald's it's, definitely you know it's different i think wallace is gonna be all right he got a chip on his shoulder yeah yeah he'll land somewhere I, i'm hoping a good i'm hoping hope the lakers get him yeah i, ho- I hope that the lakers that would get be him. cool that'd be dope as a motherfucker yeah and then he get in that rotation to be balling yeah Man, I was thinking because of the way it played out. Generally, um, if you're a guy of like Tyrone Wallace's notoriety, meaning you're not like an all star level person, you're you're kind of a guy that's more of a rotation piece. Right, right, right. Those you get scouted by the teams in the West because you're playing those teams like four times a year, basically. Right. So um, I was always under the impression that if he does get picked up, it's going to be a team in, in the West because these are teams that had to actually scout for the, yeah. for the Clippers. You know, they had to put him on a scouting report. Like, oh, he he's strong in this area. He's weak in this area. Let's force him to do this so we can beat him. Right, right, Stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, I mean, yeah, that's – that's all I got on that. I just hope that uh, these these sports journalists can uh, do a better job in how they're reporting. Because yeah. 
first of all, I can't tell them how to do it. But as a consumer of the news that I'm getting, it's kind of bothered. It kind of bothers me. Yeah. Um, just because I don't look at athletes as property. I look yeah. at them as human beings. One thing, too, is like it starts to I was talking about it with with uh, one of my friends and we were talking about how they speak about athletes money. I was telling him, I was like, I don't know what Charles Barkley's contract was back in the day. I don't know how much Jordan was making every year or, um, you know, I don't know what Michael Jordan was uh, making. I don't know what what Shaq's contract was. I don't like I don't know how much these people were making. Patrick Beverly um, signs like a three year, 40 million dollar deal or forty some something along those lines. And he's doing like a press run. He's like all over the thing. So I was just, it was just weird how today, like the, the amount of money that these athletes are making are, is used as like some sort of like marketing. That's weird. Uh, yeah. It, was, it just feels weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't like, I don't like digging in people's pockets like that. No, I'm worried about my own shit. Yeah. I don't care too much about a motherfucker making $800 million or $70 million. You know, I, I gotta I go to a regular job. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm being a hater, but at the same time, my emphasis is not on what another man's making. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I pay attention to the talent, uh, the skill level of the player, but mm-hmm. what they make, I'm like, man, they ain't worth that. I've said that before, which is you know kind of hypocritical. Like, man, ain't no way they worth that much money. Yeah, but I did they, say that when KCP signed his deal. Yeah, but <laughs> but. You got to understand these are professional athletes. You yeah. Know, only they know their value. Mm-hmm. Only the, and, and the organization knows their value. So I think that we. That's to me. It, like, that's a good point. Like, I just changed my mind, though. <laughs> I was like, um, he maybe he is or maybe his he isn't. But he also has a legit agent. Yeah, exactly. So his, his agent is, you know, his agent is obviously doing some good work. So. Yeah. You know, kudos to their whole first team. Name, his first name is Rich for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Rich, Rich Paul, I don't know. Like, maybe we'll meet him one day, but he got a weird energy. Like, I feel like he'd be walking around with dollar signs in his eyes. He probably do. Yeah. He's like a black pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. I want your money. <laughs> Rich Paul Baptist Church. <laughs> I'm going to blast the pastor plate around one more time. Everybody go put some money in that plate. <laughs> All right. Uh, switching gears. Uh, recently, Chris Brown had made some state, like made a, uh, like it was a, it was a song lyric, I guess. Mm-hmm. And what he said, and I'm, I'm, this is quoting him saying, I only, only fucking with black bitches with good hair. Right? <laughs> That's what he said in the song lyric. This yeah. is the problem I have with people, right? Let me tell you why I don't have a problem with Chris Brown. I don't have a problem with Chris Brown because I know something's wrong with this guy. I don't know him, but I know something's wrong with him, right? And it's crazy how people want to cancel him now, but he beat up Rihanna years ago. So y'all just going to let the beating go, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you beat up Rihanna, but we still love you, Chris. We'll give you another chance. <laughs> and then he say take call uh, women black bitches, which is extremely disrespectful. Yeah. Um, but now people want to, you know, they want to cancel him. Primarily black women. But you yeah. beat he beat up a black woman years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all I'm saying is keep the same motherfucking energy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't get caught up in the moment wanting to cancel somebody. Yeah. And then Chris Brown was very unapologetic about it. Yeah. 
What I mean, what do you guys expect from Chris Brown? Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's ever apologized for any sort of mistake that he's been approached um with on social media. Right. I think he has one of those um altercation heavy like personalities where he's never going to run away from the smoke. You know, right. you see him multiple times on the internet um arguing with people, arguing with people on social media arguing with people in person all over TMZ. So, um, like what, I don't know what you guys expected, you know, to get out of that situation. Um, to me, as far as like lyrics in Chris Brown's song, I don't put too much stock into him. Um, I think he makes great music, but like, if you just read the lyrics on the paper, right. They're not that impressive to me. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. I, I do think it's disrespectful, but it's just like, like we mentioned before, we put too much stock into what people are, these celebrities are saying. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, Chris Brown's not Colin Kaepernick. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to him to, you know, find some black empowerment. You know, this is like good music you can play in your car or dance to or something. Look, first of all, I don't give a fuck what Chris Brown says. I don't care. <clears throat> I'm, and when I hear, like, Kanye talk about politics, I'm not really caring what he's talk, like, what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like to me, honestly, I feel like in in regards to somebody like Kanye or Chris Brown, like I think that their um, their genius and what they do, um, that aptitude is not transferable. So yeah, <laughs> you can't. You know, you could be Kanye West and be a, a, a like a super producer. You know, you're good with words, but then when it comes to life, you suck. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a fuck. What Chris Brown has to say, I don't. Yeah, you know, and and he says he said very like weird, weird, like sinister stuff. But the difference is, is Chris Brown singing these lyrics. Yeah, I'm like hooey, I want to punch you in your mouth, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's just singing to this shit. They're like, yeah, punch me in the mouth. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because as long as he's entertaining you, he could punch people in the mouth. Nobody cares. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then he says he calls women uh, black, black bitches, which mm-hmm. is just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, And now they want to cancel him. But I really don't think people are going to cancel Chris Brown. I think that we live in a time where people um, say they're going to boycott something. They're going to cancel something. But we live in a time where people also have short memories. Yeah. So, yeah. If if it was some other dude, okay, imagine this. A, a, a less popular guy does what Chris Brown does, they wouldn't see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's just say some local artist that was calling black women the B word. They'd be like, oh, hell no. Nah. We ain't listening to his music. And they would literally not listen to his music. Yeah. But when you Chris Brown and you do it. They'd be like, I ain't listening to his music for, for a couple months. Uh, yeah. Just like Kanye. Kanye is like ranked number 55 on Spotify or some shit. Yeah, y'all was supposed to get him out of here a long what, what, time ago. What, I know somebody was like, I'm deleting his old catalog. What happened to canceling Kanye? Yeah. What happened to that? He's number 55 on Spotify. Mm-hmm. What happened to canceling his shoes? Y'all still wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, 
Fuck Chris Brown, man. I don't care about that dude. <laughs> I don't care about him. I have no intentions of rubbing shoulders with him like, oh, Chris Brown, man. Hey, man, congratulate. I don't care, yeah. man. You beat up women, for one. I don't agree with that. And then you calling black women a B word? Yeah. You don't know. No. Your mother is black. Your sisters are black. Your family. Stop disrespecting. First of all, stop disrespecting women like that. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'm not. I'm not the most respectful guy ever to women, but I don't walk around calling women bitches, bro. <laughs> and I'm just a guy. Mm-hmm. Just a guy. I'm just a black guy, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't don't go around doing that. And then you it's it's ridiculous, man. Just and then the people put way too much energy into this. Yeah. Let let Chris Brown say what he's gonna say and then fuck him. Yeah. Chris Brown, this is Keith here. I don't have a problem with you. That's Eddie speaking. But um I do not agree with your actions. Man, fuck Chris Brown, man. I don't care. You beating women and then you do this? Look, I don't like to hold people's past against them, mm-hmm. but I will say this. If I ever rub shoulders with him, it's no disrespect. We could move on and go in separate directions. I do not have any intentions. I don't have no static. I have no problems. But it's certain things that you, you could say, oh, they're unforgivable. But look, man, me and Keith are both black. We have black mothers and black sisters and mm-hmm. families and aunts. And we don't call black women the B word. We don't call women the B word. Okay. I understand that this guy might not be glued all together the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, But I'm not really trying to be politically correct. I don't care for the guy. Period. Mm -hmm. I just don't. That's fine. That's that's, that's (laughs) my opinion, man. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Chris Brown? Nah. All right. What about them hash browns from McDonald's? Nah. <laughs> I don't care about Chris Brown. Them Has Browns from McDonald's? You know what I do? When I buy those Has Browns from McDonald's, when I get those uh, the, the sausage McMuffins with cheese in them, yeah. what I do is I take, I open up the McMuffin and I stick that Has Brown right in the middle. Oh, that's on fire. Oh, my God. I'm getting a bite of that greasy-ass sausage patty, yeah. the egg, the cheese, and the Has Brown. Like, what's the one dude that do the food reviews? Oh, the, Big the black fat black dude, dude yeah. uh, Dame Drops. Yeah, you sound like Dame Drops. Yeah, that burger. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, try that if yeah. you ever go to McDonald's. Don't eat them separate. Mm-hmm. Put that motherfucking hash brown right in the middle of that. That do sound good. I uh, rarely get a fire hash brown, though. But I, I tend to stay away from these uh, the McMuffins just because they're just too greasy, too much... Mm-hmm. Too many calories. That's my favorite thing on the whole McDonald's really? menu. Yeah, uh-huh. I can eat those all day They're long. Good. Yeah. They're, they are good. I will say that. Mm-hmm. They're definitely good. McDonald's starts serving breakfast all day too, don't they? They still do that? I think so. Someone, where was, I forgot where I was at. Somebody ordered breakfast like later and I had totally forgot oh. that they could do that. I was like, wait, what the heck? Because somebody had like a, uh, they had some breakfast food. It was late in the day. I was like, what the heck? How did you get that? McDonald's trying to please all their consumers, man. They got it. Yeah. They're going to change their whole slogan. It's going to be like, it's our duty to please that booty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, brothels inside of McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, let me get a large coffee, a large cock. I mean, what? Yeah, what the heck? What? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, meet me in the back. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Uh, if anyone is familiar with uh, the movie uh, uh, The Little Mermaid, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have too much commentary on it because it was just a movie that was just a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember the lobster, um, the the fucking lobster. It was Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian and the other thing. But I don't remember too much about that movie because it was more of like a kind of like a girl movie, I guess. Not really, but it wasn't like it wasn't Lion King to me. You know, I love Lion King, but I love Little Mermaid. I yeah, front. Little, Little Mermaid. All right. Um, but here's the 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 drama behind the Little Mermaid. Uh, now they've created is it the live action series now? Is that what it is? Not a series. Not a series, but a movie. Li- live yeah. action movie. They created a new live action movie, and Ariel in this movie is black. And there was a lot of backlash, or should I say, blacklash, ah. at a, <laughs> about Ariel being black, mm-hmm. right? People like, oh, this is not what Ariel's definitely never been black, blah, blah, blah. And what I've been seeing is a lot of disgruntled white people coming up and tweeting stuff and saying stuff. Yeah. And here's the problem. Now, if people have an issue with, uh, with first of all, Ariel's not a real person. I- <laughs> Telling you, yeah, Ariel's not a real person. It yeah. is. It's a. It's this a, is not a biopic. This is some yeah random story that you know a bunch of people with a crazy imagination put together. All right, now now hear me out. This is what I have to say about this. Do you have any idea, right? Any idea how many white characters have portrayed other cultures throughout history? First mm-hmm. off, let's start off with blackface. They couldn't even get real black people in movies, yeah, because white characters painted their face black. Yeah. This is this is real history. I'm not making this shit up. That's one thing. Then movies where people are supposed to be brown skinned Egyptians, they replaced the whole cast of white people. Like this shit has been going on for centuries, yeah, or so I say decades. Excuse me. Film is not that long, but it's definitely yeah. pretty long. Um, and let's be clear. This is not an attack on white people at all. Mm-hmm. This is an attack on uninformed and uneducated white people <laughs> that keep posting this fucking bullshit and <laughs> goddamn tweets <laughs> about Ariel being black. Okay. The hashtag going around was not my Ariel. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't yeah. nobody care that much about, like, come on. Like, this is 2019. We got bigger fish to fry here. Yeah. You worried about Ariel being black? Are you serious? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, and I'm seeing like shit all over the internet, people arguing over the little mermaid. Are you kidding me? That's a wild, like, that's a crazy waste of time. We got other shit going on. Hey, white people, go read a book. Yeah. If you read the little mermaid book, there's no ethnicity in there. Is there nothing in there? Yeah. Right. But here's the thing we can't just be saying white people. We gotta, we have to have a distinction here. These these are different type of white folk. These ain't the regular, like, everyday, mind their business, cool people, white people. These are the cool. ones that call the police on black people. <laughs> These are the call the police on your ass, white people. Mm-hmm. You, know? That, you know, I just walking down the street, I don't feel safe. Call the police on me. Yeah. That's the same motherfuckers that don't want a black Ariel. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm sure there are tons of white people that don't give a fuck about this shit mm-hmm. at all. They're like, oh, cool, Ariel. I, oh, I said, cool, Ariel. Yeah, <laughs> Ariel's black. That's cool. <laughs> but I, I seen a comment from this chick that happened to be white, mm-hmm. and she stated like, and it was just like, it was a cool comment. I wish I would have like screenshotted or com or whatever. But it said like, her daughter said, "Is that Ariel?" She's like, "Yes." Yeah. Isn't Ariel light? 
She said, uh, yeah, in the old one, but now she's not. She's darker skinned now. And she said, oh, that's cool. I want to see it. And she said that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. She said, why is it that my fucking daughter could, <laughs> yeah. can see that this is okay and yeah. grown adults are arguing over black Ariel? Yeah. That is ridiculous. This is why I want to see movies just switch shit up. I don't give a fuck. Switch it all up. I want to see a Latino Spider-Man now. Mm-hmm. Just switch it up. Because it does not matter to me. Well, well Miles Morales is Latino. Uh, Miles Morales is a Latino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And, but wasn't that the, the animated uh, cartoon version? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like the Spider-Man, the movie. Yeah. Well, eventually they're going to put him in the yeah. live action movie. Yeah. Miles Morales is Latino. But no. Nah, but I don't see anything wrong with it. If you're not taking away from the movie... Mm-hmm. And you're, if you're not taking away from the overall story, I don't see a problem. Mm-hmm. Only problem is, is when you have certain roles that are historically deep rooted in a culture and you remove that, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you turn the Black Panther into Ryan Gosling, then you fucking up. That'd be wild. Now I'm mad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking White Panther? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> That's not going to work, man. You can't get a... Uh, Man, that would be yeah. crazy. That would be crazy. Can you, what's what's a Latino uh like comic or what uh I don't I'm trying to think. You're gonna what, say Zorro? Zorro is one, but Zorro's really not a superhero. He's just like a guy. Yeah, I don't know I don't know of any Latino uh comic book characters. That's not cool, man. It's twenty nineteen. We need more Latino representation in the comic book world. Yeah. You know? That's not our fault though. What do you mean? Like, if you're a Latino um, and you're a creative, then you have to create it. Right, you can't wait right. for the white man to right, 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 right. create a comic book character for you. True, true. That that makes sense. You, you, you basically you want to um, create a narrative. Like you don't want someone speaking for you. Like if you if you're Mexican and you want to create a superhero, then yeah. you much it's better to have yeah. that represented by someone who's a Latino creator. Yeah, what, of, what, but like for me, if we're black, like like Jordan Peele, for instance. Right, right, right. Jordan Peele said, I'm not making movies about white people. Right. Because he's black. Right. <laughs> so like that means if you're white and you want a movie about white people, then you make that movie. Or right. if you're Mexican and you want a movie about Mexicans, then you make that movie. Right. Or if you're, you know. Muslim or whatever, Middle Eastern, do it yourself. Right. You know what? Here's the thing, right? And the reason why it's not like, I bet you someone's listening very narrow, narrow-minded and they're like, that doesn't make sense. That's just basically like you're segregating who can do what to do. No. What it is, is about storytelling. And if you're trying to represent represent that through art, you don't want a movie about black people and it's a white guy creating it because he's going to wash it out. He's going to I guess you say whitewash black movies mm-hmm. like basically it's going to be his perception of you know black film mm-hmm. like i don't want to tell a story about white people mm-hmm. and 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 have it basically it could be you could be a person that has this ideology about white people and you put it in a movie and then white people watch it like hey what the fuck is what's going on mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. i don't say things like that you know yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's, i don't I don't think that no one should make a movie outside of their culture. Right, right, right. Um, we're not saying that, but yeah, there yeah, are yeah. some culturally specific. Like, I don't think a white person should have directed Black Panther. Nah. Like, I don't think, um, even if it was like a a deep rooted. I'm I'm not gonna say that. 
maybe uh what's another movie like that La in uh, La Llorona La Llorona La Llorona yeah it's that, like an old like an old Mexican tall tale yeah so a movie like that I don't um I don't know who directed or who wrote it but that movie should have been created um by people of that culture that movie Low Riders I was about Low Riders that came out. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, that was a movie like so deep rooted in yeah. the, you know the Latino community yeah, right, right. that it should have been created by that community. Right? Um, it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just saying it should oh, have been. Okay. Um, and you know, it's so on and so forth. So those kind of things. But there are some general like just regular comedies that come out right. where you know it doesn't really matter. Uh, there, you know, the there was one with the all Latino cast that came out recently, but you said it didn't really do too good in uh, 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 El Chicano with George Lopez, and it had an all Latino cast. It was a, not the superhero. It basically thing. was almost like a superhero. He's like a vigilante. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. El Chicano, but I don't know how good or bad it did, but I, I'm pretty sure it you know, it pushed some boundaries for the, for the culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're Mexican and you're not really seeing a lot of films that represent you when you watch film mm-hmm. and you see this, even if it wasn't the greatest movie, it was a push forward. So now, I don't think it works like that. It has to be a good movie in order for someone uh, else to get an opportunity. Like Crazy Rich Asians, right. that movie was killing in a box office. That's true. So watching two, watching probably uh, the, within the next year. It's gonna be like two, three more movies that spawn from, you know, with leading cat, with leading uh, Asian, you know, True. actors and actresses. True. Um, but if your movie bombs, then that's almost confirming their beliefs already. Oh. Because it's, it's some white executives that are, you know, sitting in certain offices, and they're like, ah, I don't know, like, you know, a leading Hispanic actor in a movie, an all Hispanic or all Mexican cast, it's, it's just not going to work. And then, oh you know, God. there's people fighting for it, and then they make a bad movie or a movie that doesn't do good in the box office. And they're like, yeah, you know, I told you so. Now we wasted all of our money. Ah, uh, so, You know, because that, that Crazy Rich Asians, you're right, because there was a prequel to that. It came out in the 90s, um, The Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. was one of those movies where it was pretty much, I think it was an all-Asian cast, but it was pretty well-known, popular, mm-hmm. uh, successful film. Mm-hmm. So it was like the, you could guess you could say the precursor or the prequel to, you know, these other films that come out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to take a chance on this because that was successful. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Um, the original topic was Ariel. Uh, <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter if Ariel is black, okay? Yeah. Like, we're all adults. We got bigger fish to fry, man. We got more shit to be focusing on. Yeah. Like, I'm, look, dude, I'm in my 30, I'm 34 years old. I am not going to be on the internet arguing with anyone. I've not even, I know people are so small minded, right, that I haven't even posted about it or said anything about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to wait till I go on the podcast that I co produce. Yeah. And say what I feel about it because I don't feel the need to to go out into the world and argue about a goddamn uh, fish woman, man. Yeah, because that's I, yeah, it sounds stupid when a you black like, fish think woman. About it. Come yeah. on, I think Disney. What Disney is trying, they're just trying to be progressive. Um, they could probably do it with. They've just started to mix up casts like the new Spider Man, the right. new Mary Jane is black. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Spider Man's right hand man is. Uh, I don't know what ethnicity is, but you know, there's you know making this more of a cultural melting pot. 
Right. And um, even even if you look at if we want to go back to people whitewashing movies, mm-hmm. the original Lion King had, I think, all the voice actors were white except for uh, Tommy Lee. No, nah, what's, what's the dude's the, name? No, nah, this is James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. I don't know. Call him Tommy Lee. Yeah, Jones. I'm like Tommy Lee is the right. Bro, I'm no worse with actors' names. God damn, Tommy Lee is the guy. Is the dude? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh man, man for God. Motley Crue, man. James Earl, James Earl Jones. He has the you know the deep voice and whatnot. But yeah, he was. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, him. I think Whoopi Goldberg was in the movie. I don't know. She probably. I don't know. She was one of the hyenas. Really? Oh, wow. I believe so. She looked like one. Um, I know. I'm pretty. I think. I think. I might be losing my mind. But either way, like it, it was only a, a couple people that was actually black in the music. This this movie is about animals that live on an African continent. Right. So right. you know, knowing that there probably should have been more black, you know, voice actors in the movie. Yeah. I mean to be. I mean now they've, they've also um uh the dude. What's the dude's name? Jason Weaver uh-huh. was the person that actually sang the songs, I believe, uh-huh. for Simba when he was a kid. Um, so that's another one. But uh-huh. I just can't yeah. wait to be king. Yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen so. that movie so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> but but yeah, so all the you know you got um, the uh, I don't know I can't think of the names right now. But yeah. All the other people's white. James Earl Jones is like, Simba, never go to the Badlands. Mm-hmm. You deliberately disobeyed my orders. <laughs> <laughs> Simba, did you use all the food stamps? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, funny. Simba, give me back my <laughs> Give me back my EBT card. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Simba, why did you go to Food Max? <laughs> Never go to Food Max, Simba. Simba, who drank all the Tampico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay. That's funny. All right, switching gears. Uh, delusional confidence. Yeah. I think a lot of people suffer from delusional confidence. What I mean by that is this. I think that we all need to understand our place in this world. I think we all have a general idea of how important or not important we are. Um, we know it in our subconscious, but I think that we we portray this um, image outward because even when we know we don't have it, we have to show the world that we do. Right. And that's not good. I think that once you become once you become self-aware, you realize who you are and basically in different positions. Um I, I mean, for example, whether it be dating, you realize that, you know, um, it may not be a girl that's out of your league, but you know that leagues exist, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> leagues exist. Yeah. Right? You need to know where you are on that. And, you know, uh, in the in the list compartment, you know, you can't be some guy that's super funny looking and be like, I'm confident I can get any girl I want because you're going to keep disappointing yourself. Because if you if a woman is extremely attractive and she wants someone comparable to her looks, she's going to look at you and be like, Ugh, no thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you have delusional confidence, you're going to be, you know, 100 miles an hour going after women that are out of your league. Um, you can still do great with who you are, but you need to be reasonable and real with yourself. There are so many you'll see some 
man, I seen a chick that was like 400 pounds in a bikini. Like, I'm confident. I love myself. I could, you know, I could bag any dude I want and all of this. And I'm thinking like, look, I think you're a little delusional. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. You're a little bit delusional because I don't know what you're trying to do. If you're confident with that, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think when you go throughout the world and you're um, you're kind of biting off more than you can chew in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because you're you're putting out this image that is not consistent with who you actually are. So in my opinion, I think you're a little bit delusional. And and you've built confidence in that delusion, and that's just not good. Um, I disagree. I think delusional confidence is is good for the most part. Um, delusional confidence led to Jay Z bagging Beyonce. It led to Jermaine Dupri bagging Janet Jackson. Like these are people that have average looks, but somehow they were able to, you know. Date money, date and make, but (laughs) their women are richer than they are for the most part. But, um, it led to you know them, you know, getting these women. So, I think delusional confidence is good. It's one of those things. I think, I think when you are a person that is confident, um, I don't know if there's like you're almost lying to yourself already. Mm -hmm. There's people that. Um, you know, when it comes to, if you think of a guy like Steph Curry, mm-hmm. physically, um, athletically, he probably shouldn't be able to play at the level he, he, he does, but because he's probably one of the most confident players in the NBA, he was able to, um, elevate himself into being a two-time MVP type player in the, in the NBA. So I think that's a little bit of like delusional confidence, mm. but um, I don't. I to me, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you're lying to yourself, and you know in your heart that it's not true, then you know in your heart it's not true. But some of that confidence is what makes people successful. So I would never mm. um, find anything wrong with a person being confident. I can disagree with the person, but I don't think he's wrong for thinking any type of way or she or she thinking any type of way. Yeah. But I mentioned that's confidence. I said delusional confidence. Those are two different things. Delusional confidence is not actually delusional. Confidence is being a person who gets no spins on the radio, but you want to be on a breakfast club. That's delusional confidence. You're confident in something that you haven't even lived up to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the difference. Confidence is a Jay Z confidence is the Steph Curry's confidence is all these guys. But being a person who is low on the totem pole and not realizing it and acting as if you are doing something else major. But there's always an example of people like disproving this idea. There's like um, Jennifer Lopez falling in love with her backup dancer or, you know, there's this countless they're They're rare. Obviously, right. you know, being successful is rare in itself. Right. But right. Um, these things happen and it's only because like a guy was like crazy enough to think like, yeah, maybe I can do this. So for me, like any sort of, whether it's delusional, whether it's real, whether it's whatever, like I don't have a problem with anybody being confident because I know that that's like a, a, a huge part of being successful at anything you're trying to accomplish. If you're, if you're, 
you know, I don't think thinking realistic is a thing. I don't, to me, that's not really um, how I live my life or how I expect anyone to maneuver. So, right. um, I don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Um, I think that self-awareness and confidence are definitely not conflicting things. I think that they're both great tools. Um, but it it's kind of hard to explain because there's one thing to be confident and it's another thing to just be way off. And it's not so much, oh, think realistically, because I know we could do some great things with this podcast. So some people would think I'm thinking unrealistically, but I know what I'm capable of. I feel like I've also put in the work and continuing to put in the work. So I feel like my trajectory can be higher based off what I'm currently doing and what I'm willing to do. I think if you're headed in a certain direction, then it makes sense. But if you are nowhere near heading that way and you're acting like you are, that is fucking delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that's all I'm saying. Um, somebody could, but it also can be used, like you mentioned. You could also say delusional confidence is somebody saying you oh you need to think realistic, and they may feel you're delusional because you want to make it in being a rap, be, being a rapper, and they may not think you can make it, so they may label you as being delusional. But they don't know what kind of work you're putting in. I think it's more of a self thing. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're doing and you're putting in the work and you're getting un, unsolicited responses, like, man, Keith, you could rap, man. Keep it up. Man, your podcast is great, man. Keep it up. And you keep getting these unsolicited responses and you're putting in work and it, all the dots are connecting and you're doing your job. Great. But if you're not doing anything major and you really think you're doing something, I just mm-hmm. think that's kind of delusional. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't agree. I think whether you're lying to yourself, whether you're not putting the work in, like, you know, you should always have the 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 more positive side of it. It's not going to work out if you're not actually putting in any work. That's but what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's like, but I still think you should always be confident. That's I'm never going to yeah. be like, you know, people oh, yeah. need to be more self-aware and understand like what they're capable of. Like, you know, when you know if you're that person that's like you know i'm the best rapper alive and you got one song on soundcloud right that's what i'm saying i'm just saying i don't it's delusional confidence or whatever it is i just don't think it's a negative thing i just think that that person needs to switch the way that they're maneuvering switch the way that they're putting into work they need to actually make more music but um i don't think the confidence is ever a negative thing it can be because it could bleed into everything you're doing. If you've got one song on SoundCloud and you're 40 years old and you're saying you're a rapper, you're not a rapper. You're not putting in no work. So if those things can, if those poor habits can bleed into other things, then it's like, dude, you're just walking around delusional. You're not, you're, you're not walking, you're not walking in your purpose. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're allowing what you're, you're saying confidence is never a bad thing. I agree, but I slightly disagree. Because when that, that confidence is not rooted in you actually putting in the work, then it's bad. Mm-hmm. It, it could potentially be harmful because you're, you're not going to be self-aware enough to know, like, you know what, man, I haven't made a song in five years. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm the best artist in town. I ain't put in, I ain't did shit. Even the local radio stations ain't fucking with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have more of like a Charlemagne stance. 
was like, nigga, stop rapping, you old. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I know dudes my age is rapping. And yeah. my thing is this. I know some dudes my age that are in this town that uh, are really good rappers. Like, I know some dudes that are legitimately good rappers. Mm-hmm. and I'm, But they have not. Um, they've more or less turned, even though they still rap, they've, they've, they have, like, real jobs and they have families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you see a dude that's your age, that rap full time, mm-hmm. that don't got no job, mm-hmm. it's a little bit delusional, man. Hey, no job. Oh man, I just rap, man. I just rap. <laughs> rap what? <laughs> a sandwich? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not good, man. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, is it a fair assessment to say that being stupid in 2019 is a choice? I'll let you lead off with uh, with that, Keith. Um, yeah, I think that is it's like our phones make us geniuses. Um, so I I know you could literally be talking to someone or having a conversation. Sometimes it would be sitting down, and like today earlier, I was sitting in the car and I was talking about I went to the to the Drew to the. Yeah, no, we're talking about basketball. And the summer league comes around and um, a lot of NBA players show up to Vegas and, you know, they're sitting courtside. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, a couple of the, the Clippers players and guy that plays on the, on the Houston Rockets, P.J. Tucker, was sitting courtside too. And I couldn't think of P.J. Tucker's name. Um, and I called him like Patrick at first. Um, I'm SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I caught. I, I couldn't think of his name, and we was just sitting there, and I was like, "Why do I have to struggle to think about his name? Why don't I just Google it?" So it's kind of one of those things. I think you know that there's so much information on our phones that it's 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 not really okay to be ignorant about any sort of any sort of topic, especially especially when when you're just in the midst of a conversation and your phone is accessible. Right. You know, you know it's just just look up whatever you're, whatever you're trying to do. Right. Um, here's another thing. Um, you want to fix your credit? Right? Mm-hmm. Got the internet for that. You got YouTube to tell you how to fix that. Yeah. You got uh, Google to teach you how to fix your credit. Because I remember my credit was fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. it was fucked up. Yeah. Like, I couldn't get a pastrami sandwich on credit at one time. <laughs> and uh, I was like, fuck. So I went and fixed my credit. And I learned how to do it all on my, my own. Yeah. I didn't pay anybody to fix my shit. I didn't go to some credit credit repair place to pay them to fix my shit. I fixed my shit mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to learn how to uh, fix something in your house? They got the, the, D, the DIY network for that. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, YouTube videos for that. They've got all kind of things. You want to know how to fix your car? Okay, they got YouTube videos on how to change things. There, you are making a conscious choice to be stupid in this era. If you if you are like, I don't know, I don't know. Like you have all the tools to look that shit up. You could look up all these fight videos on the internet. You could look up all this gossip about you know the mermaid being black and shit <laughs> like that. But you can't look up useful things on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like you're making a conscious choice to be stupid at this point. It, it's just like being an artist too, right? It's like being a music artist, and you're signing bad deals, right? If you're signing bad deals, it could be from not having an education, but now 
it's been so many artists that have went through bad deals that you don't really have an excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have an excuse anymore. So many people have went through bad deals, TLC, and the, the most recent one is uh uh fuck what's it Taylor Swift. And yeah, many other artists have had bad deals. So if you're an up and coming artist, before you sign that, before you sign that contract, hire a lawyer or take that contract and read through it, or find someone that can decode it, or go to YouTube or go to Google, or find what those legal terms and and what that jargon means. You have too many things at your at your arsenal to be just out in the world dumb. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think um, it's a lot of a lot of that goes on today. I, you know, you could I, I what was I doing? It's just so much information. Like some people, sometimes you you get asked a question, um, like through a text message. And you'd be like, yo, like if you literally just opened up the the Google right. search engine right next to the icon that has your text message bubble, you could have figured out that information. Like mm-hmm. you didn't need to wait on a text for me to tell you this this information. Right. Um, especially people our age, you mm-hmm. know, it's 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 so much information out there that it's not really um it's it's no excuse to you know, there's certain things. I think there are certain things um, that are a little bit more difficult to find, um, and the, the information is not as palatable sometimes. Right, right. Like there's certain huge topics, like if you want to get into real estate, or if you want to, right. Um, even even certain stuff about like uploading music, or like you know, if we wanted to get our podcast on spotify or something like that there's information out there but sometimes like you know there's there's differing ideas about it and then you know you kind of run into different roadblocks where you know you have a fork in the road almost where it's like well you can do this or you can email this person so sometimes that stuff could get difficult but when it comes to just pure information like it's millions and millions of videos on YouTube about right. pretty much anything you can think of. Exactly. Like I want to make a video game. There's an app called Udemy. Um, for like thirty dollars, you can get a whole course on making wow. game apps on phones. And it's like everything is just super access accessible. Exactly. Like in back in the day, I would have had to go to college and then sign up for a class and pay, you know, however much for the class. And then after the class is over, you know, I can have the knowledge to make a game, but you could pay $30. Right. Like, it's, just, it's just crazy. So. It's crazy, especially listening to like things that your grandparents or your parents experience because yeah. they come from a time of uh, trial and error, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, or, you know, try and fail, you know, mm-hmm. We come, we live in a time where we have everything that's like, everything is just at our disposal, like yeah. quick, it's like the snackable stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we got, you want to order something? Use Amazon on your phone. You want to go find out how to, you know, do a fucking brain surgery? Go to YouTube. You want to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything is at the tip of our fingertips. That's why yeah. I feel like there is no excuse to be dumb. For sure. Like, even in the field that I'm in, I, you know, I hear people all the time. They be like, hey, man, I got a, I got this idea, this movie idea. They got this, this, that. Oh, God. And then I'd be like, um, 
before I try to sit down with them or if I do sit down with them, I try to share with them information just to see what they'll do with it. Because sometimes you can, like, sometimes you won't be able to reach the full potential in your partnership if the person sitting next to you is ignorant to right. the the technical aspects of things. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like when me and Eddie are talking podcast jargon, we can throw stuff back and forth all day. You know what I mean? Or different podcasts. Like, you know, we, right. we pretty much listen to the same one. So when we're talking about certain things or I don't like the way they did this right here, maybe we should do this different. Maybe we should set up our mm-hmm. topics in a certain way. Maybe right. we should... You know, when we're talking about a serious topic, let's, you know, cut back on the whatever it is like we can we can run it down sometimes like even with the movies, like I could be working with someone and the purple that the people that I appreciate the most are the ones that I know have been in their books. I know have been studying the techniques. I know that um, I could spit like the jargon back and forth. I can talk lighting with this guy and I know he's not going to get lost. I can talk cameras. I can talk lenses. I can talk, you know, all the technical stuff that comes with the cameras and we could talk about it all day. And either one of us are going to be lost. But some people, they want to get into like these certain fields and then they ask me to shoot a movie or like, you know, work with me or whatever. And I can tell that they haven't, you know, they're they're ignorant when it comes to this field. But right, right. It's so much, dude, like YouTube, like even me graduating, getting my degree in film, I can hop on YouTube and be like, yo, I need to be refreshed on this or I need to li- look at some videos about people breaking down screenplays. I need to look at people breaking down like um, different camera settings and, you know, camera mo- movements and stuff right. like that. So it's just like, like you said, man, it's it's really no excuse because it's, I always tell people, um, when it when it comes to school, like the way I looked at my school career, or someone told me this, my when my guy Tito, he told me that um, people graduate with about fifteen percent of the knowledge they need to know. Damn, it's all and it's, in field stuff. Yeah, and then it's like once you get into the world, it's up to you to expand your horizons and. You know, start to gather gather uh, more and more information, so you know you can you can start. I wonder, to I wonder what percentage of film students leave, get their degree, and then start doing porn videos. Probably like point zero one percent. Point zero one. Yeah, but I bet you that guy is living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the process is not that you know entertaining. Nah, yeah. it can be entertaining. Yeah, you probably got to. You gotta watch out for them cum shots coming. Yeah, I was talking to this girl. <laughs> get <laughs> yeah, back, get that's back. nasty. Oh man. Yeah, I was talking to this girl one day, and um, I th- I mentioned something about like shooting porn or something like that, and um, she just casually casually responded with like some with some crazy facts, and I guess that showed my ignorance to the what? porn industry. What happened? I just said something like, yeah, I had a friend that was, uh, no, I said something, I forgot what it was about like doing porn or something like that. And she started spitting off like, cause she watched like a couple of documentaries, like mm-hmm. the ones on Netflix and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it just reminded me now, I was like, that was me being stupid. That was me not utilizing the internet in its fullest forms. Uh... Like I'm just watching porn and not really understanding. <laughs> 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 Not really understanding what these porn stars are going through. 
Oh, yeah, they don't do much talking in the ones I'd be watching. Yeah, they do it some corny ass <laughs> shit. It's like, oh my god, UPS is here to deliver a package. <laughs> yeah, I got a big package. <laughs> I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need to come inside. I'm gonna have to come in there to open up this big load in here. I got That's a, funny. I need to. Oh, I the plumber's here. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to lay some pipe in here really quick. <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. All right, uh, switching gears. Uh, the power of saying no. Uh, the, one of the most powerful things you can say is no. Um, yeah. A lot of and the reason why is regardless of the situation, it takes bravery to say no. You know, people yeah. say people say, "Oh no, it's just it's just not a big deal." It really is. Sometimes you know it could be a family member that is. Let's say for example, they're asking you for money. Right? They're asking you for money. And they've done it multiple times and you love them. But, you know, if you, you feel like a bad person, if you tell them no and you're good for it. Mm-hmm. But just because you're good for it doesn't mean you have to say yes. You know, if you feel like you're creating a burden on yourself by saying yes all the time and that person is, is just taking advantage of you and you say no, you feel bad. But then once you say no and that and that whole situation ends. You kind of feel empowered because he's like, look, I told them, no, I'm going to start making a habit of doing yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's OK to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of uncomfortability when it comes to it's easier to say, yeah, you yeah. know, it's easier to, hey, can I borrow five dollars? Like, yeah, man, no problem. But in your mind, you're thinking like, dang, I don't really actually have the money. Like, I actually need that for gas. Right. To last the next week or something like that. Right. Um. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like you you relieve so much stress, so much um, worry and anxiety when you're just saying no. Right. Because a lot of times we do say yes, and we're not even in a position to to do so. Like for yeah. me, you know, a lot of people will like like I said before, approach me with ideas, and they want to you know they want to get film done for you know uh, you know whatever whatever the case may be, but they want to film or write or something like that, and um oftentimes like i do say yeah and that's because like sometimes i do genuinely want to do the work and i genuinely want to help people but not realizing like yo i got a lot on my plate already and um i would have better off have just said no because you know i would have relieved myself of a lot of stress and you know when i guess this is not like the, the the perfect example but um even when you know, homeless people ask me for change. Sometimes, like, depending on my financial situation, like, it will affect my answer. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, even if I'm, even if I have the money per se, but I know, like, I I'm able to do something better with that money. Right, right. Um, like I'll say no. Like if I have a little bit of money, but I know, like, yo, I can invest this into, you know, some some ads, or I can invest this into, like, a new camera or something, I'll be like, yo, like, I don't got it. Like, I, I need this for, right. to save this up for a new camera or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that's... You know. True. But when it comes to, like, giving the people that are needy or are posing as needy, um, I kind of, like, I don't know. I, I have to give from the heart or I don't give. Yeah. Like, uh, and I see there was a guy not too long ago, and I kind of laughed after I after I left, but mm-hmm. like I don't know why I start busting up. The dude was having a conversation with somebody. He was like, "Yeah," and I was here the other day, you know, and blah blah blah. blah. And then I come up, and he changed his voice. 
hey man i was wondering if i could get some chains brother yeah man. i was like dude how's your voice changed yeah you turn into batman all of a sudden yeah <laughs> yeah 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 hey man you know if i get some chains and mm-hmm. i was like oh, i'm sorry brother i ain't got it and i had my console i had a bunch of change right there mm-hmm. i felt bad but it's like it's okay to say no yeah this girl tried to yeah yeah, yeah. this girl tried to give me eat her booty one day i said no i ain't doing uh, that i don't do that okay? <laughs> like, i do not do that <laughs> Guys, freaks out. Yeah, not pressure me to eat in your booty. <laughs> you getting peer pressure? Yeah, you peer pressure, b- booty pressure. I was gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Butt pressure. <laughs> that was funny, but yeah, that's true, man. Like, because <laughs> a, a lot of those times they could try to guilt trip you and you into giving. They they do do like some psycho. Like some, they do a little bit of psychology on you sometimes. Like, yeah. like you said, they try to they try to get you to play. They try to play that sympathy role. Like, you know, I'm struggling out here. Just need some. You know, I need some change to get some food. Or struggling. I need somebody to eat my booty. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that girl should link up with a homeless guy. I'm sure he would. <laughs> oh, dang. That was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> That'll be Yo, crazy. You know that like on a real note, that that can save a lot of people from babies also. What? Because there's so many people out here that be having sex without condoms. So if they were like if the girl i don't know how it plays out in the bedroom yeah. but there's you know usually something like you know like do you have a condom and they're like no and then they just have sex but if the girl or the guy or whoever however it plays out if they're just like no we're, we're not doing this you know if we don't have protection and yeah. you know and a trip to the clinic they did what just what it would save them a baby and a trip to the clinic what would you save them a baby if they wore a condom Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you got on that topic though. It kind of. I was just saying, me. like, if you're saying, like, the 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 power of saying no. Ah, oh, yeah. got it, got it, got mm-hmm. it, got it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta say no. Mm-hmm. You gotta say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times too. Um, I don't know. This, is, ladies, you gotta start telling dudes no too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there'll be like, yeah, a, you know, there'll be a lot of aggressive dudes trying to get like get your number. Stop giving your number out. Yeah, there's so many women that give their number out that really don't want to give their number out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I like, honest to God, I've not asked a woman for her number in I don't know how many years. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably eight years or something like that. I don't ask women for their number. Mm-hmm. I give them minds, mm-hmm. and if they really like me or are thinking about me, they'll text me. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Because I know men are like, hey, girl, what's up? Let me get your number. And then you give the dude your number, and now he's bothering you. All the mm-hmm. fuck you had to do was say no. Yep. That's all you had to do was say no. You didn't. Have, you could yeah. avoid it, the bullshit. Yeah, or not even, not even like, sometimes they'll give them a fake number or yeah, just say change no. two numbers or something like just that. Say, no, I yeah. don't get my number out. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no. And no, you can't follow me on social media. No. Just no. Be okay with saying no. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. People got to get used to that. Yeah. All right, man. I got nothing else. Uh, switching gears. Uh, there was an example I heard. Uh, Charlemagne gave a great example uh, about people living in the past. And the example was this. Imagine you're driving on a highway, right? And let's say it's like 1985. 
And the speed limit on this highway is 75 miles per hour, right? And, you know, um, 20-something years goes by, right? And the speed limit goes from 75 to 55 because they found a lot of people getting in accidents and people dying and shit. So they changed the speed limit to 55 miles per hour. But imagine, you know, you know, within the legal speed limit, you could drive about 58, 60 miles an hour and not get a ticket. Right. But can you imagine going home one day and you get a letter in the mail and it's tickets from over 20 years ago from going over the speed limit? Mm -hmm. That is the equivalent of people bringing up your past motherfuckers going in the past for something you did over 20 years ago 15 years ago and using that to judge you today Mm -hmm. that is how idiotic it sounds Mm -hmm. like somebody could remember you from 20 years ago being poor with nothing and you know you was dirty or probably on drugs but now you're doing way better you got a family and shit and they'll be like hey man remember when you was on drugs man you was looking crazy man you was on drugs yeah people like to keep you People like to keep you in a place so they can feel like they're better than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up, but I've had some people try to do it to me. I ain't never been on drugs or nothing, but I have been pretty poor. They'd be like, man, remember when you used to wear those raggedy shoes and this and that, man? You was looking like that. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was a poor kid, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't always have it together. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking at the same time, like, dude, look at that piece of shit you're driving over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing much better than you now. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you need to change that tire. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nigga, you got a donut in your got a donut on your car and a donut in your mouth. You fat ass. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, that ain't right, man. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that I. I don't even like reminiscing like that. Nuh-uh. Like it, especially if it's some, it's not something positive. Um, right. Like I think too many people live in the past and they're not really, they're not really, um, they don't even have that mindset to think about what they want to do in the future. You know True. what I mean? Like there's a, you see, sometimes you, you catch up with, with old friends. Yeah. And then you realize that the conversation is about, um, high school or about junior high or something. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, like I, t- I talked about in the, when, when that reunion group popped up, Exactly. you yeah. know, everybody was talking about, you know, the favorite teachers and you know, who, what did you work? Some of one of the questions was like, what were you known for in high school? And I was thinking to myself, like, what, like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> and people were really answering like, yeah, I used to play sports or, you know, I was an art kid or I was in, you know, I was in a photography club. It's a bunch of random stuff. And I was like, yeah, what are you guys talking about? Like, what are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do in five years? What are you right. doing five years from now? Like, right, right. You, you know, are you buying a house? Are you, you know, getting your teaching credential? Are you like, what? what's the, what's going on? But there was um, this one girl. She had like a couple kids and then she posted a picture. I was like, dang, she's looking kind of cool. She was, she was saying like, who's hitting the gym? And then, uh, she posted a little picture, had her little booty you know, oh, tilted to the side. I was oh, like, okay. shit. This is just an excuse to post that booty pic, huh? Yeah. She wasn't like, yeah. It wasn't like booty booty, but it was like it was like the silhouette, like 
you know, girls just twist their hip a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of arch it a little bit. Yeah. Kind of poke it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't booty booty, but was it booty 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 rocking everywhere? <laughs> booty booty. booty. <laughs> uh, I wonder what happened to Bubba Sparks, man. He probably, I, he probably on a farm somewhere chilling. Yeah, I think they showed him getting married like a couple some years ago to a black girl. Nah, she wasn't black. Damn. Yeah, but it's crazy. I thought though. for sure he would have a black girl. Yeah, I know. Right, but, but I mean, it was it's crazy though. Um, <laughs> when I think of that song, I think about all those college parties. Yeah, yeah. This is totally off topic, but um, since I'm working on this project, I was looking up uh, Robert Swift. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he has a crazy story. So I was like, dang, it would be dope to do, you know, some sort of uh, interview or something with him just to get his story. Because, you know, he was number 12 pick back in with like 2004, was it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. If, yeah, it had to be four. Yeah. Four or five, one of them. Yeah. So um, it was just like he, he's, he was obviously like a good basketball player. But, you know, just the way his career played out, you know, he felt fell to the wayside in his mansion or i don't know his house was like riddled with like all kind of it was dirty and yeah. nasty and disgusting in there but i think now he's playing in spain mm. and i don't I, i'm pretty sure like he's probably mentally um in a better place and you know he's making good money over there and stuff like that um and he's still he's still fairly young he's you know he's like 33 or 34 years old or something like that i'm so, older than him. well i'm 34 and i'm older than him so he's yeah. probably about 32 33 yeah he's 30 i think that the 33. wikipedia said 33 so um but yeah he uh um he seems to be doing okay you know what i mean just from the wikipedia thing that i looked up i think he's still playing basketball over there so um, I was thinking like, Dan, it would be dope to, you know, kind of see like what he, what he's up to and like how he bounced back from, yeah. you know, that'd be that. great. Yeah. I, I just thinking too, you brought up people always like living in the past. I think a lot of people, the reason why they like to live in the past is because they're not creating any new memories and they mm-hmm. feel like their past was their prime. Yeah. So I'm feel like I'm haven't reached my prime yet. I feel like I have so many great things that I'm capable of doing, um, <laughs> that I don't want to look back. Because yeah, I can't wait till I'm 38, 37. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this podcast now. Imagine where it'll be when I'm thirty eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like where you know where would this shit be by then? Yeah, we have no idea how many people will be listening to us. Like how many how many different households will have a trucker's mind playing? You mm-hmm. know, also like the. In today's world, you the content doesn't disappear, right? Unless the internet explodes, <laughs> right? Um, all the content that we put out into the world is continuously growing. Exactly. Like I just look back at um, the movie we put out, Confessions. The finesse guys and myself, we like every time, every now and then, I'll share it with somebody or something. So I'll yeah. go on YouTube or I'll put a link in my bio or something like that. Or on my website, and I look at the video, and I'll be like, "Dang! Like the the views are it's at like nine thousand right now." Wow. And then we calculated them like with the Facebook views and then the YouTube views, and it was somewhere like seventeen thousand altogether. Shit! So I was like, "Dang, that's pretty crazy." But it's like I'm not I'm not necessarily focused on it, 
Right. But at the same time, you realize like once you're not focused on it and you're focused on creating new content, right? People are going to find you somehow, and then they're going to mm-hmm. start doing their, it's, you know, they're going to double back into it's your the catalog. Catch, it's the catch-up method. That's why when you put out content that you believe in, that mm-hmm. you know what your what your your intent is when you mm-hmm. put the content out, um, people are going to have to catch up. I feel like yeah. that's what's going to happen with this podcast. Like me, you don't have these big platforms. We we weren't previously on some popular show. Mm-hmm. We weren't like uh, working on some network somewhere. Like mm-hmm. you're a you know, uh, uh, director, filmmaker, locally, mm-hmm. as of now, but that's going to change later. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a truck driver and slash comedian with the podcast, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I'm nobody big, but people are going to catch up to it. Yeah, and the crazy thing, Russ says something about this the other day. The 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 uh, the music artist, the rapper Russ, said that it's it's great when people find you. And you got a whole catalog behind you now. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that's, dude, this dude is pretty dope. Or, oh, man, that podcast that I, that podcast I ran into the other day was good. Yeah. And then they find out we got like 93 other podcasts. They're going to be like, fuck. Yeah. Like these guys put out a gang of content in that short span of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's just I just can't wait to um, I can't wait to ascend and go into the future so mm-hmm. i get what you're saying about living in it it's trash mm-hmm. living in the past if it's a good memory it's cool but for the most part people bring up when you was poor because i had people bring that shit up before man you was poor man i remember back in high school you had that shirt on it was dingy and i'm like man i'm 34 you want to bring up high school mm-hmm. like so should i slap you right now yeah. or should i just leave eddie's shirt is still dingy right now just man, so you fuck <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, I got to tell y'all this true story. I remember when Keith was like seven or six years old, and me and his older brother were going to the park. And then uh, then his older brother was like, Hey, you want to come with us, Roly? Because we all call him Roly, but his name is Keith. And um, he's like, All right, cool. So Keith comes out the back, and his shirt and pants, his pants are creased up, his shirt's all creased up. And then his brother was like, nigga, you crease your pants to go to the park to play basketball? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's the, I'll never forget that day. I was just busting up. Keith came out the back like he was going to church. <laughs> you was going to, what school was you going to then? You wasn't going, you weren't going to Emerson. You was going to the school right next to it. McKinley? I was at McKinley. Yeah. You was at McKinley. And you had to be, what, that had to be eight, seven? Um, I was probably I might have been in like I was either in the second grade or the fourth grade. Yeah, dude, you was little, little. I'd have been. It was most likely a fourth grade. Yeah, you was little, little. That's Mm -hmm. a trip. Sometimes I think about how long I've known people and like how long I've known Keith, Mm -hmm. and it just trips me out, man. Like Mm -hmm. me and your brother been friends over twenty years now. That's such crazy. That's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. I remember when I met your uh, little brother. Quante uh, 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 mm-hmm. and uh, one of the first times I met him, he hit me in the nuts. <laughs> I was like, "Man, this little- <laughs> hey, I was, I was so dead. I was like, man, get your brother, man. He just hit me in the in the nuts, man." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Gubba, stop doing that." Yeah, <laughs> I think he realizes, like, kids, you be on some nonsense. Like, yeah. half the time, I don't even iron my shirt when I walk out the door. Fuck now. no, I don't. So. 
I do like to me it um I do it now because it it makes me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Cuz for me like sometimes I'll be be around um I don't know, it's just it's just that thing like there's probably a certain routine that makes you feel better when you walk out the door. Right, right. You know, right. whether it's like brushing your teeth, you floss, you yeah. you know, do whatever. Like for me, um like it just makes me feel better. Yeah, I think with me, especially depending on where I'm going, I always want to make sure I smell fresh because, you know, we might run into a woman out there. Yeah. And when you're single, you always got to have every, you got to be ready, man. Yeah. Those smells are a real thing, though. Like, you ever, a girl ever walk by you and she smelled really good and she don't even look that good, but she'd be like, dang, what's up, girl? Like, dang, she smelled good. I bet Mm -hmm. you her feminine hygiene is on point. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I think as a man, if you have any woman in your home or if you're in a relationship, you're going to have a time where you're going to have to go to the store to get feminine products. Yeah. And uh, a long time ago, I went to the store with my pops and we had to get a feminine item for the woman in our home, which is our mother and my sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think I forgot what had happened. I think my sister came into the store and my dad had asked the man, like, where are your uh, your 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 uh, pads, your the feminine products? Mm-hmm. And the dude at the behind the register like, oh, lady diaper, aisle seven. Uh, <laughs> lady diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like how I like how he tried to correct you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lady diaper. <laughs> like, bro, it's not a fucking what diaper. Is a lady diaper. <laughs> oh man lady diaper you know, awesome. women go through so much to you know because they just got a lot going on man yeah yeah we don't we don't we don't need all that we don't got no excuse to, to not be on point we got to make sure we on point yeah that's why we should have manscape as a um a sponsor yeah i seen they got the little clippers that yeah. like it's supposed to like not really cut you and stuff like yeah that. that'd be a cool yeah. freaking sponsor right yeah there. yeah so manscape if you hear this we would love to have you uh, sponsor our podcast. Uh, yeah, I want to use this. See, see what see what it's going. about. Yeah, we give you some uh, reviews back. We'll mm-hmm. uh, be able to put like some comments. Yeah, and it'll be like it'd be a girl like Eddie's balls were smooth as a baby. Uh, <laughs> get some reviews from the girls. You're like that was a great experience. But yeah. what the best was was the smell. It smelled yeah. like yeah. Uh, <laughs> it smelled like summer breeze. <laughs> Keeps. <laughs> Keith Strodom's scent smelled like Egyptian musk. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I love your newest fragrance from Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Rockhard Johnson. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. All right, man. Well, it's getting um, really wild. It, it looks like we've came to the end of this episode, episode 67. Yeah. If you made it all the way to the end, we'd like to thank you mm-hmm. um, for continuously giving us support. Not yeah. to mention, we have made it now to over 7,000 listens on this podcast. That's so crazy. That number, is man. crazy. That means, <clears throat> I don't know if 7,000 individual people have listened. I won't say that, but I think yeah. that. You know, somehow, somehow we've had yeah. that many people listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. That is just mind blowing that people give a fuck. Uh, yeah, only 67 episodes, which is crazy. Right. I'd right. be thinking about like all the impressions that I have over like across social media. I want to calculate it one day because right. I was just saying it, it's like 17,000 views on Confessions. Yeah, and then like 7,000 on a podcast, but only on SoundCloud. We know right. like some people listen. Yeah, the numbers Apple are smaller, Music. but some people listen on Apple Music. Definitely. And then, um, you know, certain other videos I have on Facebook. So this is yeah. interesting. If you guys aren't familiar with uh, Keith and Finesse Entertainments, their their whole uh, uh, film that they did, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Confessions. It came out around Christmas. Um, it is a story of love and redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a good watch. Uh, I was there at the premiere um check it out it's on youtube you could just put in what, what's the keywords to find it uh confessions finesse yeah put in, if you just put in confessions it's like usher usher gonna pop up so yeah you don't yeah. want to see that yeah you don't want to see that mm-hmm. <laughs> put, put in uh confessions and put finesse next to it yeah like the word finesse and then it'll pop up the film and it's got yeah. it's got uh tyra gray in it it's got keith in there it's mm-hmm. got 
Demarie, Demarie Johnson, Kyrie yeah. Kennedy. Kyrie Kennedy is in there. Yeah. So it's definitely a good, it's a well-produced film. So appreciate. definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know how the, you, you brought up Usher right now. Uh, but I will say this before the podcast over. Usher is the only nigga to make you forget about him having herpes <laughs> or not having it. He's the only one to somehow just skate over it. Yeah. But he may, we, we just talked about these sports we analysts. We don't know. We don't know. You know? We don't know. But everybody mm-hmm. went from loving Usher like, oh my God, that's my baby's daddy. I love Usher. Mm-hmm. Now nobody talking about him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He might have herpes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know a girl with herpes and she's pregnant right now. Oh, dang. Yeah. I wonder what the cut. Wonder- <laughs> this nigga got so many thoughts running through his yeah. head right now. <laughs> I wonder if the baby going to come out like, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't want to get out yet. I don't want to let it clear first. <laughs> uh, I hope she don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not funny. And <laughs> the baby like, I don't want to come out yet. I've seen the commercials. I don't want to come out yet. She having an outbreak. I want to stay in there. I'd be thinking about certain uh, clips we could throw on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Which I got to do a better job of or just yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'd be like, well, this person like listens to the podcast. Oh. So they follow me on Instagram. So like if it's out of context, I, I can't post it. But yeah. yeah, you know, shout out to her. Shout out. Don't shout <laughs> out to her, man. <laughs> She's doing good and like, yeah, I bet, baby man. Baby away. You mentioned herpes on the vagina and the baby coming out like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, baby coming like, hurry up. <laughs> you try to skate by the herpes. Like. <laughs> you ever seen people doing limbo underneath that stick? Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh man! All right, man. All that's right, crazy. that's enough from us. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to Truckers Mind Podcast, Episode sixty-seven. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Finks. We're out of here. Peace.